بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. First to all my brothers and sisters, السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. In this Juma, we are fortunate to have our children with us. It's half-term holidays, and we have many parents here sitting with their children. And these children are going to grow up to become adults tomorrow. And just because you might see a young face doesn't mean that it's going to be young forever. In fact, these young kids are going to be ruling the world tomorrow. They'll be taking over our jobs. They'll be running the society. They'll be owning the houses that we have. They'll have to keep up the relationships that they've got. And one of the things that you see today amongst the generation that, is that are now adults, the generation that is now that has reached their level of adults, you see certain things and you think, well, what could have been done yesterday that would have made our lives better? So this reminder in this khutbah is going to be about how we can not only improve our own relationships, but also improve the relationships of those children for the future as well. Because what we have today is we have, you know, arg arguments are something that, that, that's going to happen between brothers and brothers, between brothers and sisters, between, you know, aunts and uncles or others in the family members. It's not a, whether the argument occurs, but it's how you deal with the argument. Today we've got a number of families, a number of families even within this society where brothers are not speaking to brothers who are adults. You know, sisters are not speaking to sisters or brothers not speaking to sisters. Sometimes parents not speaking to children, children not speaking to parents. And we have this within, within our, ourselves. Now, how is it that they've reached this? Because the Prophet ﷺ has given severe warnings of us, you know, to, for, severe warnings of those who break their ties, the family kinship ties, their blood ties. Those are something, this is something which we're supposed to always keep. Even though in the face of a lot of uh, difference of opinion, uh, and someone might have even hurt you amongst your family members. And one thing I do need to say is that the people that are going to hurt you the most in this life are going to be the ones you spend the most time with. The people that are going to hurt you the most are those that, will, that will, you'll spend the most time with. And they're usually your family members because your family members are the ones that you're most close to. So what are the things that we can say today to ensure that our relationships are better and the children that are listening, their relationships are better. So what I'm going to start off with is when we have children, you might have grandchildren. So I want grandparents to listen to this. I want parents to listen to this. I want uncles and aunts to listen to this. Your love for your child does not mean that you spoil the child. Your love for your child does not mean you spoil the child. And your eagerness to discipline the child doesn't mean that you break the child. So you've got two extremes here. You've got those that will be so eager to discipline their children that without knowing it, they will break their child while the child is young. And there are those who have so much love for their child. While they're young, they've damaged the child by spoiling the child. And we've got both extremes. So let me give you an example. There are parents who are, you know, who, who will, in their household, what they'll do, and many parents have gone through this. What they've done is, the first child that was born, they went very hard on the child. Because both the parents were new, they thought, we've got to get this right. We've got to make sure that we don't, you know, we don't, we don't get this wrong. And what they both do is that they both become quite, you know, you know, very kind of strict, if you like, on the discipline of this child. And then comes the second child after a while. And when the second child comes, they take it slightly easy. But by the time the third child has come, if they have a third child, is that they get to the stage where 
they go very easy on the, on, on the young, youngest one. In fact, the youngest one gets spoiled. Now, there's a big difference within the same family. So you've got the eldest child that has had all the, you know, the over-discipline, over-driving discipline, if you like. And then you've had the youngest child that has an underdrive in discipline, meaning that there's barely any discipline there. And now you've got the same family growing up. What happens usually in this family? And there are many examples of this in our society. Many, many examples. What happens in such, such families? Well, the, old, uh, the, the eldest one will rebel. And the youngest one will rebel in a different way. The eldest one will, will, be, you know, will have maybe anxiety or maybe rebellion or maybe just hatred because the parents went so hard. Or maybe the, the, the discipline was so much that now the child is thinking, well, once I grow up, I don't want any of this. I'm going to break free from all of this. And it happens. And I know there are parents sitting here who got it wrong with their first child or got it wrong with some of their children. Yet the other one who's growing up, the youngest one, where they went really easy on him, no discipline, okay, it's all right, yeah, go on, do this, do this. oh, well, I don't. You know, the, the forgiveness is very high. The level of, of, te you know, of, of telling him off is very, very low. What happens is that child grows up to be a monster in the family. That child will grow up to control the parents, to tell the parents what to do. To be very, you know, to, to, to have a behavior which is like, well, I can do what I like. Now, of course, the parents, as they're growing up, one thing that you have to realize is, physically, as your children are growing older, you're getting weaker and they're getting stronger. Physically, that's the case. Mentally, you might be very, very, you know, ahead, in, you know, and, and they'll never catch you up mentally. Your kids will never catch you up mentally because you've got, you got 40 years experience, then 50 years of experience, 60 years of experience. They can never catch you up. And yes, they're going to make mistakes. But where did it go wrong? The thing is, we're not supposed to be too much or too less. And if you've got two children or three children or four children in the house, then the thing to do is apply your discipline measured in the same way across all of them. That's when you get the balance. And these kids, look, why am I saying this to you right now? Because imagine this, the brothers grow up. The sisters, they grow up. By the time they get to 20, 30, they've already got certain problems in their lives. Everyone's going to have problems in their lives. Now, once those problems come in, what happens? You're going to find that the, the one who's, who's taken a harsh amount of discipline, he might say, well, I don't want to do anything with the whole family. He might not want to even be there for them. The one that's had, had been spoiled doesn't, you know, is, is like whinging and whining about every other problem that he or she has. So one thing I want to tell you is this. You've got children here, and the children need to listen to this. And kids, listen to this carefully. Your parents have a duty. You, inside, you, don't, you haven't found the balance yet. You might know how to walk. Look, there's two things in life. One is to learn how to walk, which happens by the time you get to one years old. One, one and a half, two years old, you're walking. That's fine. But there's another part of your life which you need to get right, which is balancing all your emotions and thoughts. And going through life without tilting over. That takes a very long time to balance. So what your, what your parents are doing for the first 20-something years, what are they doing? They're trying to get you to balance all your emotions, your thoughts, things in your life. You've got to balance your iman, 
your own belief with this world. You know, you've got to balance the love of the akhirah with the love of the dunya. You've got to balance the love of wanting to become a famous person, a celebrity, whatever, with your, with your commitment to who you should be. You've got to balance it with your, your freedom and feeling that you want to play as many games as you want. With you becoming a mature adult, you've got to balance all of this. There's a lot that your parents need to get right right now. And when your parents discipline you and they put restriction on you within your own family, household, and your parents say, that's it, you can't do this at this time, you can't do that at this time. When they say that, they're actually being very, very good to you. You're only going to see that tomorrow. And you won't realize that today. And any family household that don't have that level of discipline, like I know there are families out there, kids will be playing in this holiday, they'll be playing from morning till evening, or they'll be watching things and playing and eating sugars and sweets and whatnot. What happens? Those kids, by the time part of the day has gone, they're at each other's throats. Because it's like too much energy going through their brains. There's too much sugar levels in their bodies. And there's not, not any discipline in the household. And you're going to find those mums and dads are like, Ya Allah, when is the holiday going to be over? I want to send them to school. But it's not their fault. I'm telling you it's not their fault. It's more your fault than their fault. I've seen, I've seen this with my own eyes. I just came from a house in Luton the other day. Kids fighting within the household. Young kids. One, this, give me that, that's mine, this, that. Then fighting here, going up the stairs, fighting over there and so on. And I just sat there for about an hour within the household. And then I realized straight away what's gone wrong here. The dad's too strict, the mum's too soft. That's what it was. Child says, mum, are you going to buy me this tomorrow? I want this tomorrow. Y y yes, darling, yes, darling. I'll get you that tomorrow. Yeah, I'll get you that tomorrow. Well, it's all gone wrong there. It's all gone wrong there. Because look, and the dad, the dad is like, don't even say oof in front of him. Don't do this, don't do that. And so on. He's got all the biggest, you know, laws and, you know, the, the, the cannons and whatever coming down. And she's like, she's like, she's got nothing. And you've got a real mess in this house. And those kids, I feel sorry for them. And you kind of see, look, there's, sh there's sugary sweets on the table. You know, sugar is something that's bad for adults. It's very bad for us anyway. We know this from recent research. We've been lied to for the last 50 years. They told us all these candies and sugars and whatnot and colors in all the, you know, the ingredients in these things. They told us nothing's wrong with that. In fact, that was the worst thing for all of us as a whole generation. Worst thing. The worst thing that we can take in our, in our bodies. We don't need that much sugar. In fact, we only need a little bit of sugar and that's all. Our, bo our bodies, when they sweat, they lose salt. They don't lose sugar. And sugar creates activeness in the body. It creates fat in the body. Now, bad for adults, what about the children? Yes, the children need sugar, but they need it in measured portions with discipline. And you kind of see, you know, where it's all going to go wrong because you know that household where I went to one hour and I saw all this, I know what I, I can see because look, if you want to know the future of anything, look at its similarity and start studying its history. I've seen many families where brothers and sisters don't see eye to eye. Why? Because they've been brought up in these households. You know, mothers given no discipline, dads like strict as anything. And what happened, look, one thing is very important. Mother and father need to have and agree with the same level of discipline. Now, this is quite tough sometimes because sometimes you get a soft woman 
and a harsh man and sometimes you get a harsh woman a soft man sometimes you get two harsh parents and sometimes you get two soft parents so harsh woman gets married to soft woman soft soft you know man gets married to harsh woman and then what they have to do is they have to balance they have to balance it even if they're both quite you know strict and harsh they have to level it down if they're both soft they have to make just for the kids sake they have to bring the level of discipline up there's a balance in the middle we don't want harshness we don't want softness we want what's in the middle and both parents need to understand that if we don't both get this right like for example what happens in most households why kids get spoiled is because if they can't get it through the dad then you go through the mom and if you can't get it through the mom then you go through the dad and if you can't get it through mom and dad then you go through the grandparents and that's what I said to you grandparents need to also listen to this like I'm not a, a direct grandparent but I'm an indirect grandparent my brother has has already got you know grandchildren now when I'm around those grandchildren I've got my levels of discipline now my household discipline I never use on their on, on my grandchildren like these are my indirect grandchildren I don't do that and when I have my own grandchildren I will have to understand that there's got to be balance between those parents who are my kids the parents of these grandchildren the kids they have to learn how to discipline their children and what happens right now is for example let me just get this out and then brother well, Tariq will come and do some uh, announcements what happens is for example I see my my niece my niece is not getting the balance right now what I'm in a household I allow her kids to be I don't jump in I don't interfere but when I'm in private with her I always give her a nice word tell her nicely look my niece after a few years you're gonna have a lot of problems because you're getting the balance wrong I tell her privately as a grandparent I can't go in there and say oh I'm the grandparent I can do what I like yeah give them sweets give them ice cream parents are like no 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 don't do this and I'm like no I'm grandparent I can do that because I'm dying tomorrow so what what gives you the license to spoil the discipline of these children that their parents have to do because their parents are having a hard time as it is right and the parents need to be independent and they need to be in charge and whatever rules they've made respect that allow them even if it's, it's more harsh than your rules or more soft than your rules look end of the day they're the parents what happens in a lot of households is the kids then grow up not getting spoiled by their parents but the grandparents spoil them and that is another you know another imbalance that you get which is gonna have its effect later on the main thing is that when they grow up then you're gonna see the things because I'll, I'll sum it up for you before I get into the khutbah there's problems in teenage years with these children who are spoiled or who've had too much harshness there's problems with them when they're getting towards their marriage age there's problems of them even sustaining a marriage properly there's problems in them when they grow up as adults with children of how to deal with their children we'll talk a little bit about that inshallah in the khutbah jazakumullah khair inna alhamdulillahi nahmuduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa na'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlilhu falahadiya lah nashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu rasuluhu amma ba'd يقول الله عز وجل في القرآن العظيم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
يا ايها الذين امنوا قوا انفسكم واهليكم نارا وقودها الناس والحجاره عليها ملائكه غلاظ شداد لا يعصون الله ما امرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون صدق الله العظيم My dear respected brothers and sisters do realize that these children are growing stronger than you physically and mentally they will feel they're as strong as you as soon as they start to get to the age of 12 there's a big danger here the danger is that we're we're in a country where we cannot have the same ways of disciplining our children as we would have had when we were in let's say pakistan afghanistan bangladesh somalia egypt wherever wherever you've come from though that that age is gone that age is gone and that country is not here i have i have heard one teacher tell me this that a, a, an imam actually an imam said an individual came up to him in the masjid and said imam my child who's 12 years old said this to me my child is 12 get a hold of this my child is 12 years old said this to me that when he said dad when i'm 18 i can become an atheist and the father was shocked the father looked at the son and said what are you, what are you saying you're you're a muslim in a muslim household and so on you're saying by the time of eight by the time you reach the age of 18 you can become an atheist and the child said well that's what they told me at school in school they told me that i whatever my parents are saying to me right now that's now and when i get to 18 i make my own choice and if my choice is i want to be an atheist i can be an atheist now what i want to say to you guys is okay we've got a household and so on why is it so important that you get the early years of discipline right before even 12 before 12 most of in fact by the age of 12 i tell you how your kids need to be your grandchildren your children your nephews and nieces they should be praying every single salah she should be having hijab on her head no compromise there are certain things you do not compromise if you do compromise you're not going to have anything after that they should know how to read the quran they should be reading the quran they should have a, had a very good teaching of what islam is about not only the do's and don'ts but the reasons why we do it a lot of the times we tell them do this don't do this we don't do this we muslims we don't do this we do this that's not good enough for the british children it's not good enough the british mentality is and the western mentality is you do something because you understand why you do it there's a greater reason why you do it and a lot of us have come from countries where you just told to do it do it or don't do it now we got to understand these are british children and as they're growing up we give them reasons of okay you we do this for this reason for example salah why do we do salah because you're thanking allah for for the millions of gifts that is given you from the last salah to this salah millions of things you received you know your health is good your eyes are good your ears are good you, you know nothing's happened to your health and so on and your parents are here and blah 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 whatever you, you you're thanking allah khalas or you or this is your ticket to jannah or this is your way to to meet your lord so that you will have the key to jannah when you get to the next one and so on and so forth now by the time they they've reached the age of 12 discipline gets tougher and tougher why because now they've reached the age of their hormones getting you know very sort of almost like bouncing inside them and i'm telling all the parents say look A lot of parents think that by the time he reaches this age and that age she reaches that age, they'll do this there's you will find 
if you haven't got the children to be praying all their salahs by the age of 10, like that's in their system, then the likeliness of them praying all their salahs at the age of 12 or 14 is going to drop down, drop down. By the time they get to 16, 18, they won't be praying at all. You've got to be on it. And as parents, we've got to be on it with all the disciplines. And look, as they're growing as children, they've got a lot of things that are coming out of them. A lot of emotions. There might be anger. There might be anxiety. There might be, you know, feeling uh, very lonely. There might be excitement. There might be too much talking. There might be too less talking. All these things, emotions that are happening inside them. Yourself, your wife, yourself, your husband. You've got to balance all of this and you've got to take them to that age till you know that now they can get on with their lives. And there are many things. And one of the things I want to say to you, brothers and sisters, which I started off very early on is, the most important thing is that you're not going to be able to be there for them tomorrow. You want your kids to be talking to one another. You want your kids to grow up with the right guidance and the discipline. You want them to be 30 and 40 and still maintain their good behavior. How do you do that? Well, it all happens in the early ages. And we've got to instill that as much as we can in the early ages and be with them. Look, a lot of parents say to me, look, I, I, say, I say to my child, you know, I remind him. I have to remind him again and again to do his salah. Well, that's, that's natural. Every household is doing the same thing. But at the same time, make sure that something in your household hasn't gone too far. That you've given too many hours of games, gaming. Too many hours on the pad. Too many hours on PlayStation or Xbox. Too many hours them doing what they want. Because if they get a habit of doing that too long, then it will be very difficult to, to, troll, to bring them back. At the same time, you don't want to deprive them. There are some parents who go to the opposite direction. No, nothing, no pads, no this, no that, no games, no TV, no whatsoever. What happens is those kids grow up and they have a lot of resentment inside them. And when they grow up and they get the chance to get this in their lives, they will binge watch most of this. They will binge play. Meaning they'll play and they'll play and there'll be no end to playing. If you give any extreme to children, you will see the consequences of it. So for example, you give no pocket money to children. They'll grow up, they'll have greed inside them. You give too much pocket money inside in the, to your children. They'll grow up not valuing money. Everything has a balance. If, you, if, if your children are growing up, you shout at them a lot. You tell them off a lot. They'll grow up as, as people who are, who are closed inside. They'll either be people who are very, like, very shy or you know, they don't know how to talk or they don't want to talk, they're scared. Or they'll grow up, if they've got a strong character, they'll grow up trying to rebel and they want to just break loose and shout and have anger. They'll have anger problems. The thing is balance. Not to do this extreme or that extreme. You have children, you give them too much religion, they'll vomit it out. I've seen this. I've seen this, you get them in there, you say Quran all day, you're doing Salah all day, you know, you know, that's it, I'm creating this one, I want to make sure that you're super taqwa. This. Listen, by the time the kid's 16, 18, he will want to forget the entire Quran. Because it's too much. There are children who get too less. Oh, don't worry, you learn later on, enjoy this, have games, no problem. A little bit of Quran, no problem, you're giving too less, they grow up, they've got no religion in their life. They don't care about religion. I'm asking you, my brothers, my sisters, please discipline the children and grandparents as well as uncles and aunts. Keep a balance. Get it right. Not this extreme, not that extreme in anything. Jazakumullah khair wa akhir da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.
الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه نشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم انا نسالك الجنه وما قربنا اليها من قول او عمل ونعوذ بك من النار وما قربنا اليها من قول او عمل ونسالك اللهم ما سالك منه عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك مما استعاذك منه عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وانت المستعان وعليك البلاغ لا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يمن بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي واقيم الصلاه